0: Hello people, welcome to episode 18 of the When in Yorkshire podcast. My name is Lucio, thank you very very much for joining me. So this week I spoke to Joe Hubbard of Future Sound Events. Um, we chat about the life of a promoter. Um, he gives us a bit of an insight into what his day looks like, how he goes about sort of looking for new acts um, specifically in relation to the upcoming live at leeds festival and um, for anybody who doesn't know this um the live at leeds festival happens on may bank holiday every year it's been going since 2007 um, i will check that and change it if needs be but i'm pretty sure it's 2007 and um, and the festival has a, a big focus on up and coming bands and artists um, and the amount of work that needs to go into that to make sure that whilst they are supporting new artists they are also getting you know quality acts as well um it, it is insane um joe gives us a bit of an insight into that Um to let you know if, if you haven't seen previously live at leeds really has sort of been at the forefront of a of selecting some names that have really gone on to to big things. Um, A couple I've just managed to pull out here. Um, Some Leeds favourites pulled apart by Horses have previously played. Um, Stormzy, Mumford & Sons, Everything Everything, Frightened Rabbit, Rudimental, Cribs, um, Alt-J and uh, and Ed Sheeran. Um, They're all previous artists that have played live at Leeds Festival. And each, each year it really does sort of take on it takes it to a new level i guess um it takes over the whole city now and um, there are there are venues all over the city um ranging sort of from from Hyde Park right the way down to the bottom of Leeds um and the amount of acts that you can potentially see are massive um, so yeah it's it's a festival that really is sort of at the forefront of presenting new music to people um, and even if you don't get a chance to go to it just take a look at the poster and then have a look at um have a look at the artists that are are playing and you may discover your new favorite band um i think one of the things that joe said during this podcast is he listens to a hell of a lot of spotify in the in the sort of lead up to it as part of his research i guess um and potential new tagline is that they listen to spotify so you don't have to um it's a yeah, it's it's a great festival. Joe was lovely to speak to. Um, and some of the acts that are coming up for for this particular festival, um, they've they pulled it out of the bag for a few. There's a few that I've not seen that I'm very excited about. Um, I'll give a shout out to, um, Jamie Lenman, um, from Reuben, and now very very much uh, an absolute hero, as a solo artist in his own right. Um, he has. Three albums out at the moment, um, I believe, and each one I've heard is absolutely outstanding. Also worth checking out, Dream Wife, absolutely fantastic. Um, Sherlock's, they're a lot of fun. Uh, Kate Tempest is absolutely fantastic as well. Um, Father Son, well worth checking out. I've not seen them live, but uh, their recordings are absolutely brilliant. Um, There's also Brand New Friend, who I recently discovered um, are are so much fun um i've been listening to a lot of them recently so yeah check it out it happens on this year on the 4th of may which is next weekend so if you have got that weekend free there are still still tickets available so get on over to that but I won't chat too much more. Um, yeah, enjoy this episode with Joe Hubbard of Future Sound Events, where we get into live at Leeds. Cool. Well, I'm here with Joe Hubbard of Future Sound Promotions Events.
1: Future Sound Events. Events, yeah. very oh, good. Either way. <laughs> how are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, good. Thank you. How are you? Yes, very, very good. Thanks. Um, excited for live at Leeds. Absolutely. Um, how? So, you, oh. as we were talking whilst we're setting up, um, you Been part of Future Sound for not too long, but um, how many years or how many months? Yeah, months. Uh, Months. So I
2: started in October. Yeah. um, So yeah, not too long really, but enough to get stuck into live at Leeds. Yes. I
1: guess that's kind of a bit of a baptism by fire to jump in at that point.
2: Yeah, it was sort of as I started, it was like, right, do you want to book a festival? (laughs) (laughs) So it was a good, yeah, good way to start and get to know everybody.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, We'll go through a bit of information about the festival and kind of what goes into booking that because I imagine a lot of people that go to the festival um, don't know or don't appreciate the amount of work that goes into it. and for a lot of people, myself included, it kind of sounds like you've got the dream job of kind of putting together a festival for yourself, Um, but I imagine there's a lot more that goes into it than just picking your favourite bands.
2: Oh yeah, if it was a festival of just my favourite bands, it probably wouldn't be as successful as it is. So I think you've got to think about more more audience than just what you like. Thankfully I do really like emerging bands and indie music, so it does kind of suit me. Excellent. but yeah, we've got a bit of give and take with the lineup yeah
1: absolutely so um, sort of take things right back. Um, when you I guess when you first got into music, I like to find out with, with my guests kind of what their first experiences for music were. so can you remember what you were listening to like in the car with your parents or, or what was what you were first exposed to uh,
2: I think it was as I was like the middle of primary school yeah. right great aunt who has since passed she used to buy me magazines every week and, and as I started sort of discovering music on like, overhearing it on like music TV and stuff like that, she started buying me the NME when I was about nine nice. and I started like picking up my music taste just directly out of that, right from like okay. a bit of a musical family so I just, um, so yeah I just used to read that as gospel like, like as I was finishing primary school, starting yeah. secondary school and I think that's, re- that's when I picked up most of like my influences, like music
1: wise, Cool. wise. So you say so your family's quite musical.
2: Yeah, uh, especially in my extended family. So the, like the way I originally got into music was um, like working wise was I used to sell merch in my cousin's band. All right, they were like signed at the time. They were called the Paddingtons. Oh to yeah, yeah, of the name. Yeah, him, yeah. Used to tour a lot with the liberties and things like that. Um, I used to go out and like so I started selling merch and help my cousin. <laughs> My other cousin, who's like the sister of the guitarist, is a tour manager, so I used to go like help her, set up, learn how to tour manage, so much. Man, man, what what age was that? Bit. That was like 13, 14, I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, I used to go and do that, and that's how I started being interested in like that side
1: of music, yeah. rather than just watching gigs. Wow. I you know it all works. That's, that's quite an introduction, man. Yeah, that's how yeah. i got going. Kim, <laughs> are there any specific tours or anything that, that stand out from that time?
2: Um, not do you know what I didn't really i never got involved in like the lifestyle side of it. I just used to like sort of sell <laughs> I was with... being quite reserved. Exactly. Uh, then the band would go off and do one thing. Yeah and I'd um me and my cousin would go back to the hotel and go to sleep.
1: So right. it, was, yeah, <laughs> it was never well, a bad tar in life at <laughs> yeah. that age. Yeah. Not like, like Anthony Kiedis, when would <laughs> <everybody started. laughs> um. Yeah, it was
2: none of that. I was too young and Thankfully, they sheltered me from a lot of what was going on.
1: Fair enough. enough. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a hell of I bet There's a lot of kids that would have would have absolutely loved that. just being in in that environment and just being exposed to loads of different live music.
2: Yeah, yeah. When I was, everyone was jealous of me in in like year nine. Yeah, (laughs) not
1: on tour. So, have you ever have you played in bands?
2: No, never played. Never been on that side of the stage. Right. So,
1: any interest in that?
2: Uh no. I sort of decided early on as all my friends were starting bands and stuff that I was like, I was not really very good at guitar. Right. Really, that doesn't like, stop most people. Being, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've in certain bands. But um no, I just want I just want not interested in being a performer. I was yeah. more about I never really liked the limelight or anything like that. I quite like being in the background. Yeah, putting it
1: together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Excellent. So can, what what got you in other than sort of having that exposure I guess to the like the behind the scenes side of things. What what got you into promoting, or got you interested in promoting gigs? Uh,
2: I think I started. Um, uh, so I manage bands who are named after me, but I'm not in them. It's complicated, but they're called the <laughs> Hubbards, and they're on this year's lineup. Um, and we start, I started managing him when we were like 15. Right. And that's when I started being like, like learning about local promoters and being like, oh, people are like making money out of this gig, but we're not. How does this work? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? Like, what's the other piece of the chain? And then I was like, hey, you can put gigs on. Then I soon found out that you don't really make any money, but it was um, kind <laughs> it just of, looks like kind it. of had fun doing it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I started putting on local shows and then talking back to the Panningtons. Like I started promoting them and right. like everything was just whole century. Yeah, yeah. Um, just for my cousin to give me a Lego um, yeah just got into it that way um, yeah spent right. and then as I got into uni I stayed at, I stayed in Hull for uni so I had a student loan that I didn't need yeah. to spend so I just spent it on losing money on gigs right and yeah went I went in it from there
1: nice excellent so um, in Hull what sort of venues were you we working with I um, so when I first started putting on gigs I did most of them at the Adelphi which is yeah. like a legendary that is a great venue I've played it and oh, yeah. put on a few gigs there in my the time yeah. yeah it
2: was brilliant um, so I used to use there a lot and then as started getting started bigger bands a venue called Fruit popped up yeah um, so I started putting gigs on there when it opened. I would eventually gone on to work there as the programmer along with um the Welly Club and the right, pub. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. been to the Welly Yeah
1: many hazy nights. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, a lot of people have.
2: And, um, and the polar bear as well. So I, I worked in house for those three venues from graduating, right. the Welly through the polar bear. So that's how I really got into full time working in. Booking music. shows for them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. managing a diary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess good point to lead into. So what what is it, how do you kind of start with that? Because I imagine there's a lot of people that think, oh, I'd, I'd love to bring you know, such and such a band to my place, my town, city, whatever. Yeah. Because uh, they never come here. Um, yeah. Kind of what, what's the starting point for, for booking a band?
2: Uh, it's just making relationships. Well, if you, it depends on the size of the band, but yeah. generally it's making relationships with a band's agent or sometimes the band director if they don't have one. Starting off small is just the best thing for so many, for so many levels. Like, you don't really risk any money it's really difficult to book larger acts until you've got a reputation for being able to put on shows at a small level anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd start off by, like, if you want to become a promoter, start just find a small band and try and put them on and find a local venue and make it work. Yeah, start cool. small.
1: Do you mean... And it, that,
2: that, that, that carries on applying, even, at, like, you could be promoted for decades and you've still got to, like, look after... Small bands and like yeah. help and then develop them because they're small bands we become huge bands as everyone knows. Um, so
1: yeah, that's why it's cool. Cool. So it, in terms of live at Leeds, then um, it's fast approaching. And for anyone who's not been, um, a, a brief overview: it's a citywide. Uh, event that happens over May Bank holiday in Leeds yeah Um there are it has grown so much since uh, it's, is it 2007 I think was the first one yeah this, um,
2: is, in, this is its 13th year yeah,
1: so be, yeah. and um, some quick maths there <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah it's, uh, there's so many venues looking at it this year that I, I didn't even particularly know of um, and it, it looks like a, an absolutely mammoth task I know that you know there's other huge festivals that go on. There's Leeds Festival, um, there's Slamdunk Festival and such, um, but this sort of takes up so many venues within the city that it sounds to me like an absolute logistical headache. Um, can you give us a bit of, of insight as to as to how that how you even start with that?
2: Yeah. Um, are, you ask, are you asking on the programming side to start? Yeah. Um, but it starts off like a big blank Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> then Sexy. Then yeah. yeah. And then. You start off with your headliners, which is what my boss did before I even started here. Right. Um, okay. Get those booked in really early, and then the idea is to like not go booking everything immediately because things will come up and pop up over the, the months after that. Yeah. Um, and you just we kind of try and work out a vibe for each venue, and as stuff comes in, if we chase it or if we get offered it, um, we just try and slot it into the right space for that band so that they'll have the best show and it'll suit. Like the atmosphere will suit there. Okay, their so that's
1: like time-wise and who the running order of the of the night. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, venue feel first, but then you then you look at it's easy enough slotting them in the right venue, but then you've got to look at who's playing other venues at the same time. Once you start slotting it in, yeah, that's when a lot of juggling comes into place. You don't want to put two bands exactly exactly the same on at the same time. Like you want, you want people to be able to like have, Route a path in of things they want to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, loads of snakes and ladders. Yeah. <laughs> to try and make a nice day for people.
1: Excellent. And is there a lot of chopping and changing going on from stage to stage as more and more acts come in?
2: Yeah. This looks nothing like what it did like before. Before like I'd say Christmas. got right. This this grid looked completely different. Um, yeah. It changes a lot. <laughs> right. Until it finally gets settled on. And then you have to get all the bands to agree to it, like so. We we do, we curate it, but then it's kind of all the bands have to approve where they are, sort of thing. You have okay. to wait by them, obviously, make sure they can make that exact time. Then you rejuggle it after you find out that bands can't make the exact times, and then yeah, eventually it all gets put together. But that's a stressful time.
1: Yeah. And so... But enjoyable as well. uh, Yeah, I bet it's it's exciting, but I imagine there's a lot of stress that goes into it. There's kind of a lot on the line for for creating a a festival that I guess kind of tops the the previous one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. You want to keep trying to make it better. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, what sort of timescale work in? So, in terms of how far in advance would you start booking the headliners?
2: Uh, it can be, the headliners can be extremely early. Like we're already like throwing around ideas for next year's know, right. and have been for the last couple of months, so yeah. Well wow. early. Headline is very early because that sort of sets the tone of the festival and Okay. Sort of work from there, yeah. So yeah. get them in first so you can start making the rest of it.
1: Cool. So I guess with, with regards to the other bands, you mentioned that you know, sometimes you get offered I guess Bands will contact you to, to request to play, yeah. uh, or, or you know the agents, booking agents, and such will do that. Yes. Um, is, is there anybody that you've you know potentially for this year tried to get, haven't been able to? Uh,
2: yes. Yeah. Probably won't talk about who. No, knows. no, you don't know. No, no <laughs> names, but um, try and get for next year. But yeah, yeah. it can't always work out. People have other commitments. People, right. especially because we try and book new stuff, so it's also a merging focus that things pop up. And you asked to book them and like, oh, they're not ready to gig. yet. Yeah.
1: Wow, that that emerging. Yeah.
2: One artist that I <laughs> tried to book was um, his mum won't let him because it's his GCSE week. Yeah. So yeah, it's trying when you're trying to book things that early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like we'll do it next year.
1: So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. So, I guess then from there, what what's the process for trying to discover emo- emerging artists? Then you've mentioned that you can you like a lot of up and coming. Um, bands and that's kind of a passion of yours yeah Um. so how do you even go about that
2: uh, just look all over like there's so many platforms now where you can end up discovering a band like whether it's through like online blogs or print right. still like still like pretty dark every time it comes out and you still like find things in there yeah um, Spotify pushes things your way obviously like based on your interests it yeah, can be, yeah like easy to
1: find things through there have you have has that happened for this year uh, is there yeah, anybody yeah, that, you, that your yeah Spotify yeah, I recommendation
2: think Spotify, Spotify, I think Spotify helped me a lot when I was like starting and I had so many bands to like consume at once I just like had my Spotify up and listening to everybody clicking through you've got to obviously do more than just Spotify not, yeah. even, <laughs> not even everyone's on it but um, yeah. the vast majority of people are and it, it is an helpful too yeah. oh okay and then
1: um, so what how I mean, how new would you say some of the artists that, that are coming on? Is there is there anybody that's that you're excited about that potentially people won't have seen because they're that new?
2: Um, yeah, I mean there's a guy called Barney Fletcher and it's gonna be his first show. Wow, but it's like he's managed by the same people as Julie if, uh, since announcing this has announced like all the la blues is and Oh State. wow, like yeah, but Live at Lees is his first show.
1: That's that's amazing. Yeah. What? I mean, I guess there's a, there's a bit of pressure there for him, but that's that's uh, an yeah. amazing sort of jumping into first ex- experience.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine having that. Imagine having live at Leeds as your first gig. First yeah. Start, but yeah. And then he's got this huge summer of festivals coming up, and then I'm sure people will hear more of him after that. But yeah, Absolutely. he's he's, in, he's opening Hedra House.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So how did you how did you discover him?
2: Uh, that was through his like team he's, he's got like a full team in place already right. actually so yeah just had it messaged like before it, before anything was launched with, with the message you know his name just been like it'd be great for live at Leeds so listen, and it's really like, interesting and it sounds really great so
1: thanks for it yeah excellent I guess that's, there's a kind of risk on it from your part as well if this is his first gig yeah, um. <laughs> yeah
2: I mean I'm hoping it'll be good <laughs> yeah
1: yeah
2: he sounds it on recording so hopefully it'll be excellent it'll be
1: um, is, uh, have it's uh if you've got any other sort of recommendations of people that you know that that people may not have heard of that are worth checking out? Anybody that you've seen before that
2: Um the Murder Capital are a very exciting live. They're like yeah. sort of postponed like the idols shame scene. Okay, yeah. Uh, out of Dublin, same as like Fontaine's DC. Yeah. So there is that. They'll be really excited. They're playing a brood now which is getting headlined by Easy Life like a lot of people yeah. might have heard them already but they're like on the up and up and up
1: yeah I've like, seen they've they've popped up on or I think on my Facebook for a lot of uh, yeah. live sessions that they've done for yeah. BBC Introducing
2: yeah out in um, yeah out at South by South by yes East, really yeah, yeah. yeah they're, I've seen them a few times now like venues getting bigger and bigger so they're playing we've got them at Live at Leeds headlining Rudinell then they're headlining yeah. they're coming back and playing Stylus in November excellent so I imagine it's just going to keep going up for them they're a really great live yeah
1: cool anybody else?
2: Um, I mean kind of everything everything's great I'm literally looking at the <laughs> yeah. poster now I mean like obviously Sam Fender is like already a star but, yeah. <laughs> but it's like he's playing in the um, he's playing in the academy and that'll be massive that'll be really
1: exciting yeah. excellent and then you've you've had a, a load of top last minute um, quite big names as well added to added to the liner yeah um, I mean how, how is, is that I always kind of wonder with uh, with kind of last minute introductions—is that something that's been pre-planned um, and then then does get announced as a last minute sort of treat for people?
2: Um, yeah, it varies from slot to slot. Why why it being last minute? Um, I think the last I think the last act we added was Jamie Ledman. Yeah, which is pretty like big one. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, um, we always tried to make Key Club a really like great venue. For, the, uh, for that sort of scene,
1: yeah, I'm very excited about that. I've yeah. yet to see Jamie solo. Yeah, um, big fan of Ruben, um, yeah. and I do like his solo work a lot. Yeah, um,
2: a career, but yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him live either, but I've got it on a good authority. That it's pretty lively. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can
1: imagine. Um, and is Matt from uh, from Pigeon Detectives as well? Yes. Was that, was that another late addition, or did I just notice that late?
2: No, that was a fairly late one as well. Oh, yeah, I, that was. I think that was just before or just after Jamie. But yeah, he's. Um, in like an acoustic thing and okay. I think the reason that was later was because he only decided to do it late okay. later on <laughs> that this acoustic thing was
1: happening. Yeah I um, believe it's one of his first sort of solo outings yes, exactly so that. that's Absolutely. another exciting one to for people to check out.
2: Yeah so he'll be playing in the wardrobe bar which is where now.
1: Yeah <laughs> excellent. Have you got any, um, are there any venues that you're particularly excited about seeing people in? Have you got a favourite venue? Um,
2: yeah, I mean, I look like as I've gotten to know Leeds from October when I came, yeah. I hadn't been to all the venues, but I can now say that I have been to every venue. On Excellent. A, on the, on I the can't line say on. that I have. <laughs> that.
1: That's, that's brilliant.
2: Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, like, Bruin and L's heading up to have all my favourite bands on it, so I'm kind of going to be there for, <laughs> a lot of, for, for a lot of it. Um, the wardrobe's really Obviously, the wardrobe bar is where Matt's playing, but they're like downstairs in the wardrobe in the main venue. Yeah. That's got a really huge lineup for the dark stage. That's yeah. That like, yeah. sounds great down there, so that'd be good. That's got like swim deep and sports teams spin on it. Yeah. Um, and Van opening it, so like that'd be a great stage as well.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, they all
2: are. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. church, obviously, is extremely. Yeah. So that, nice that's,
1: that's one of the ones that I've never been to. So I'm I'm excited about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think father some there. Yeah. Father. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't seen them live either. So uh, again, they're great
2: live. there's um, a lot of like, sort of suited to the church setting. There's a lot of like atmospheric, yeah. big music. Yeah.
1: That'd be good. Excellent. Are there are there any venues that you haven't managed to get that you would like to to have included? or have you managed to get no, everything I think, that you wanted? I
2: think it's we pencil it in so early so yeah. like, I'm, I'm pretty sure all these venues have been contacted for by at least 2020 already awesome um, that, yeah every, and everybody wants to be part of it as well yeah. because do yeah. you know when the whole city is sort of taken over by it for a day it's
1: yeah absolutely and I think I mean even since it's, it's early days just the idea of it got people excited yeah. Um, yeah like you say just the whole city being taken over by a, a day of music um, yeah and yeah, as it's grown and grown and more venues have kind of popped up and it almost feels like some venues are created and then sustained because of Live at Leeds. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that is the case, but it feels like it, that there's a new venue each year that kind of <laughs> I discover because of Live at Leeds and then has, has continued. Um, yeah, I mean, Hype Park Club's one of the newer ones, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And that's
2: going from my like, strength to That is so a great like a venue. Help. I've been
1: there a couple of times. Um, yeah people who run it are great and uh, yeah, gets a great sound as well Yeah. Um. so yeah, it's excited for people to sort of give them a bit more exposure to venues like that as well I guess yeah Um. I mean and how people will negotiate sort of traversing the whole city to hit <laughs> their uh, favorite bands would be interesting Um. I see you've got the app um, which I've had a look at which looks like it's going to make things a lot easier yes Um. so it's a nice amount of work gone into that yeah. um, I guess in terms of your um, your personal festival highlights for any festival? Have you got something that you kind of asp- aspire to? Is there um, a festival that you've been to that has really kind of set the tone for? What I'd, I'd like, you'd like to create.
2: Genuinely, I don't know if it says I'm getting older, but I just love city festivals that yeah? I like, and not camping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love to do a camping festival, but not. Yeah, I just really like the idea of like going home to bed at the end of it, which is really sad. But, yeah. So, yeah, as I've seen, seen like, Great Escape, Live at Leeds. Yeah. Sound City neighborhood, we like all those things are just like I just really like the idea of just going to like loads of gigs in a day. Yeah, like, that's like my kind of vibe. So that's why I really try to. I guess Adelaide.
1: you potentially get to see a bit of the city in passing, quite yeah. fleetingly. Yeah, like, yeah you get to as e-
2: you... eat nice food. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I like that format.
1: Yeah, is that is there any? Do you remember your first city festival?
2: It'll be a great I thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I did Great Escape before, live at least. So, yeah, proper City Festival,
1: the Great Escape. Who was playing then? What, what was the highlight of your lineup?
2: Uh, I can't remember my first year. But I remember, like, Discovery bands, like, four or five years ago when I was going, when I first started working full-time in music, seeing, like, the Magic Island and things like that. Right. I mean, and the and... Uh, God, yeah, you see everyone at the Great Escape, the, and, yeah. bands massive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, a couple of other bits just before I, I let you go. So, um, there's... Um, there's such a wide range of, of genres for this, for this festival um, I mean, probably more so than a lot of other mainstream festivals, because each one kind of has its own vibe with like downloads and leads, yeah. um, I guess maybe Glastonbury has a bit more variation, although there's potentially less of the hard rock. Um, has being involved in sort of promoting and, and festivals and such, has that changed your musical Preferences or developed them?
2: I'd say developed, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's changed, I think I sort of just like what I like, which is quite varied anyway. But um the more time I spent like fucking live at Leeds and sort of relevant stuff like that, I like I just end up discovering artists that I might not have found otherwise I would say. Yeah. Like a lot. I yeah. a lot which is great. Like especially like if you're listening to an artist from like the other side of the well or whatever that, have, like you would not normally find if you were sat listening intently to, listen to music all day long, yeah. like clicking like links to links to links, and yeah, there's loads of like fun acts that I found. Cool. I just put into my personal library,
1: and uh, maybe one day they'll come play. But
2: yeah, I'd say definitely
1: developed. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And is there sort of, um any other any other artists that potentially couldn't play that have, that you're hoping to to work with in the future?
2: Yeah, there's there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of like can't play live at Leeds but we'll come back in later this year or can't play this year's live at Leeds but we'll come back in twenty twenty and there's just so there's so many great artists around that you could yeah. never fit them all onto as many as we do get on live at Leeds because yeah. there's still so many more that you could fit onto. You could do a whole week of live at Leeds if you wanted and still not a another great artists. So yeah, there'll be more opportunities. And they'll keep coming back.
1: Well so, I mean, future sound does so promotes so many gigs around the whole city. Yeah. Um that yeah, I imagine this if they can't come and play the festival, you might just create those relationships with them for for other events yeah. that you put on. Yeah. Cool. Them, yeah. So what does what does the rest of your year look like then? From from now now that you've kind of got the your relaxing period for you've done your part now. Oh yeah, I mean I've done my get to go and enjoy live the festival. at Leeds,
2: But yeah, it's not it's now just programming like the autumn and already looking into twenty twenty for bigger shows. So yeah, it never really stops. Just. No. <laughs>
1: So it's not, um, your role Christmas. within Future Sound is not purely to do with live at Leeds? No, 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 just,
2: yeah, just, so we've got three promoters at Future Sound, maybe one of them, um, so yeah, no, it's, it's almost focused uh, mainly on, like, headline shows, key shows, and live at Leeds is something that we get to do as well, yeah.
1: Cool, so what's your, give us a bit of an insight into your sort of daily, daily work life? What, um, does that, what does that look like? So
2: I've started cycling into work, so that's a nice active start. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. Um, and get to the office for about ten. Usually, like, turn up to a load of emails from, that I've got through the night that I, like, Start out, try and listen to as much music as I can. At Future we like, we have such a great team of people in, like, marketing, ticketing, and etc that, um... That we just get to focus on music, which is really great. Something I've never experienced before. so yeah. I really do. Like, if I have spare time, I just get to listen to music. Yeah, say So my days just listening to music, replying to emails, trying to think of ideas, new ideas for new events or strengthening existing ones. And yeah, players with the team. Excellent. That's so, admin. I was
1: <laughs> kind of hoping it was going to be far more admin, far <laughs> far less listening to music, and. <laughs> no, uh, neither,
2: neither. <laughs> some days get very admin heavy but as I said there's loads of great people around that yeah. smash
1: all that out. Yeah. Nice, that, that sounds amazing <laughs> and uh, I'm both uh, very impressed and very jealous <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds like you've pretty much got the dream job there. Uh, I
2: don't know, some days you do pull your hair out all day, but yeah. some days it is
1: really great. Awesome. Cool, well thank you very much for your time and um, for anybody who hasn't got tickets yet this is going to go out the uh, weekend before live at Leeds happens, so there are, as we currently speak, still some tickets available. Yeah, um, our links will be in the description section for the podcast. Um, jump on that. Um, wristbands will get you into pretty much every venue. Yeah. Is there? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, have a look at it. There will be somebody that you recognise that is that will take you. So. Sort of take your fancy, and then there will be so many bands that you can discover um, throughout the weekend. It's it's worth just coming along for, for the browsing, I guess, of, uh, of <laughs> discovering new artists rather than listening to Spotify. Just get out there and this is kind of your own Spotify in, yeah. in the flesh.
2: <laughs> we listen to Spotify, so you would have to.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's your tagline for, for the festival. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks very much, Joe. Appreciate your
0: time. And uh, yeah, good job. Looking forward to the festival.
2: Thank you. See you later. there. You
0: Cheers. That was episode 18 with Joe Hubbard of Future Sound Events. They've got a whole load of gigs coming up. It's not just about the festival. Um, they have a absolutely massive collaboration um, with a few other promotion companies um, to host Ed Sheeran at Round Day Park in Leeds, I believe, in August, with supports coming from The Darkness and Lewis Capaldi. So I'm sure that's going to be absolutely amazing, and there may well still be tickets for that, depending on when you're listening um but in terms of the future sound festival the live at leeds there are still tickets as we currently speak Um, check out the website i've put the link in the description Um, it'll be a lot of fun if you've not been to leeds before there's a a great excuse to to come up and have a look at the city um, and catch loads and loads of great bands so yeah thank you very much for joining me i hope you enjoyed that i hope you enjoy live at leeds if you get to go to it Um, and discover some amazing new bands. So, yeah, thanks very much for joining me, and good night.